Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ed Robertson welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that will welcome Gabriel Jarrett. In our second hour, Gabriel Jarrett, the actor most of you know for his starring role opposite Val Kilmer in the 1985 teen comedy, Real Genius Gabe has a new movie out right now, plus he has another movie that will drop later in 2022. He will also be seen in the forthcoming limited series, Bring On the Dancing Horses, starring Kate Bosworth. We'll talk about that and more when Gabriel Jarrett joins us in our second hour. Hope you have to stay tuned for that. Coming up later on this hour, Steve Beverly will join us as we pay tribute to John Madden. John Madden, the legendary Super Bowl winning coach, of the Oakland Raiders, who also enjoyed a wildly successful career as an NFL broadcaster. John Madden not only broadcast NFL games on all four major broadcast TV networks, he also changed the way that football games are telecast in many, many ways. Steve Beverly will join us later on this hour as we pay tribute to John Madden. We hope you'll stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, we'll begin this hour by playing part two of our final conversation with Ron Bacon. Ron Bacon, the Emmy Award-winning associate director who was also one of the true pioneers of network TV production. Ron Bacon passed away Tuesday, December 21st, the age of 91. The conversation you're about to hear was recorded in the fall of 2021. Ron and I talked about the creative process in general, as well as some of the many music legends that Ron crossed past with one way or another throughout his career. You can learn more about Ron at ronbacon.net, ronbacon.net. Ron has a blog where he has recorded some of these stories. Uh, You can also enjoy for free The Chicken Man, The Chicken Man, two-hour musical comedy set in the French Quarter of New Orleans that captures the flavor and the characters of the local uh, population and and, and the various uh, visitors. Um, The the, the whole culture of New Orleans is captured in The Chicken Man, musical comedy Ron wrote and produced and directed in the year 2000. You can enjoy it for free at ronbacon.net. Let's see. Uh, One of the other musical greats that you crossed paths with during your time at ABC was Liberace. I think we talked a little bit about Liberace last time you were on. One question I did not ask you, you exchanged recipes with Liberace. And uh, I know that um, on your uh, Facebook page not too long ago, you decided I'm going to have eggs Liberace for breakfast. What do eggs Liberace taste like? Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. It's just a matter of adding some Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. But it, it's uh, the way that it's done, and uh, it's very, very good. Liberace experimented with all different kinds of cheese and exchanged recipes with my wife, basically, who was had studied uh, in college, had studied uh, uh, home economics, so she was extremely creative. In fact, she wrote a book, a uh, cookbook, that changed the whole face of the turkey industry called uh, 
Turkey Cookbook. And when she wrote that cookbook, I think it was in 79, there were no, you couldn't get turkey, ground up turkey or turkey in any form except at Thanksgiving. And, and, and uh, usually it was frozen or something. But my wife made thousands of recipes out of chicken. And uh, it became a really big deal. So the chicken industry got interested in it and they started doing things that she created, like creating turkey hamburgers and all that. <laughs> I think it's cool that it took someone named Bacon to write the ultimate cookbook on turkeys. Well, that's possibly true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, she was one great singer. <laughs> well, what, you know, creative people are just creative. That's yeah, the way they are. Very know? much so. And, and I would encourage anybody, anybody, and everybody to do whatever you know to to be have some fun, make some stuff, you know. <laughs> it's just fun. It is fun and it's 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 part of what it means to live. It's it's what life that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. The only reason we're here in, on this in this on this planet is to to get to understand nothing is required of us except to have a, a heck of a nice lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, doing what we want to do. There isn't there isn't any other requirement, and to understand and accept that part of ourselves, you know, it's what God wants us to do: enjoy ourselves and to know our abilities, which are almost infinite, really, to do anything. And when we know our abilities, uh, part of what life is about is to share our abilities to the extent we can with the world around us. Absolutely. And you do that too, and uh, you can learn more about Ron, ronbacon.net, ronbacon.net. We're going to jump around a little bit, uh, but you mentioned, in in addition to your wife being a culinary uh, genius, she's also a gifted singer, and we talked a little bit about how you and your wife sang professionally in the Sedona area. You, You had a Captain and Chanel nightclub act. I understand that there's a story involving Georgia Franieri. It was the greatest gig you never did, but at least you got paid for it. Okay. Yeah, that was... Well, it, it shows you everything in life. It's not the way you expect it. <laughs> but uh, at Christmas time... Uh... This is around 1999. By 1999, the, the, coming up to Y2K, and uh, as you remember, Y2K was considered to be a very controversial year. They were afraid all the airplanes were going to fall. Out. They, they were they were afraid they were afraid everything was going to stop because the because the computers the, the fear was the computer uh, code would not would 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 not go from 1999 to 2000 the fear was it would revert back to 1900 you know so there's a lot of but they never anything past that yeah so everybody was it was a, it was everybody was scared the airplanes are going to fall out of the sky and everything's going to shut down <laughs> so that is the background of what happened uh, uh so we had an opportunity we were invited to be the and for the Georgia Frontieri celebration that was to be at her ranch. Now, Georgia Frontieri was the woman
She was the owner of the St. Louis Rams at the time, now the Los Angeles Rams. And she was the widow, either the widow. Her first husband was Dominic Franieri, who was the great musical composer. It's interesting. She was an opera singer, you know, Mm -hmm. but actually that was what she did. But she inherited one heck of a lot of things. The uh, St. Louis Rams, Uh and they were in the finals. They had had won the, the pennant. And now it was just a question of going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was that that was their first that that was like the big comeback year, nineteen ninety nine. The the Rams were in the doldrums for ten years, but they they had new talent. They had Kirk uh, Warner, who was the best quarterback in the league that year, and they were an exciting team to watch that year. Well, they certainly were, and everybody had their eyes on on the St. Louis Rams, but the issue was that. They were concerned about the Y2K thing. Now, Georgia had, and we're talking with a woman with billions of dollars, mm-hmm. you know. She builds an opera house like they had in the movies where there's a stage and, and, and everything where you could have acts out there, but there was a balcony and the whole deal. I mean, you've seen it in a million Western movies, you know. Mm-hmm. And she built this old-fashioned opera house on her property. And that was where it was going to, the whole thing was going to take place. Well, this is, it was outfitted with the best sound system you could ever imagine. I mean, everything was pop. She had a bar that was like 28 feet long. It was all carved and taken from some, some old place. Oh, my God, it was just incredibly beautiful. She had... $26,000 worth of food prepared for the event. All these things had taken place, and we were hired to be the band mm-hmm. to do the gig. And to do that, I had hired a couple of extra musicians, and we had prepared for an entire month to get ready for this show. And to me, it would have been the most important gig of our life, because can you imagine who would be in that audience? Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Pretty much any anybody who was somebody either in the Arizona area or coming in from the L.A. area because the Franieri's, they still had roots in Los Angeles at the time. So, uh, or from the Ram inner circle. I mean, a, a, lot of, a, a lot of happening people would have been there. So it would have been for us just an extraordinary opportunity to get some contacts to really expand our career. Mm-hmm. But what happened, unfortunately, was that the league suddenly decided and everybody got paranoid about this Y2K thing and said, no, the Rams cannot fly from St. Louis to L.A. It's not, it's not possible because of the Y2K. We don't want to take the chance. <laughs> so the gig got canceled. And I got I got if I ever had to weep, that was the time to do it. Yeah, although although the the consolation prize, and I realize it's not much of a consolation prize, but it is in the sense. I mean, as a creative person, I I can speak to gigs, opportunities that look very very promising, and then for one reason or, or another, it falls through at the end. But 
one thing that I know of, at least in, in this case, at least you were paid for your time, and that doesn't always happen, Ron. So, you know, if, there, if there's a consolation, at least you were paid. Yeah, that was, of course, she paid no, no, issue, no issue about that. But you can think about this in this context. You know, I mean, here I had this <laughs> previous to that year, to that, that I had the chicken man. Mm -hmm. So I won on one <laughs> and lost on the other one. It was like, can't have too many victories. Well, you know, look, it's like Sinatra said, that's life. Flying high in April, shot down in May. But, you know, every day is an opportunity to get off the mat and try again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who are you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. <laughs> You're listening to a conversation with Ron Bacon that was recorded in the fall of 2021. Ron Bacon, Emmy Award-winning associate director and one of the true pioneers of network TV production. Ron Bacon passed away Tuesday, December 21st at the age of 91. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You can learn more about Ron Bacon, Ron Bacon. Dot net. Now, uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, your early, early career in radio before you, you know, be before your adventures in network television began. One of your first jobs, I understand, you hosted a Saturday night music show for a station in Ohio, WMAN. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like in my career, there, there are the baby steps, and then you go on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? For the first one was, I got this job at WMAN, which was a, a successful radio station in Mansfield, Ohio. And one of my duties was to do a two-hour two hour country music show on Saturday night. But this was the most unusual situation because I had no idea who was going to show up for this show. Mm -hmm. And Saturday night I put out the chairs for people to sit on. And at a certain time, about an hour before the show was supposed to go on the air, people would start arriving and they would have their moonshine with them in Mason Jar. <laughs> Not kidding, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They came in with, but 
they would have all these instruments and all these players come in. I don't know who any didn't know who any of them were, and they get up and they would put on a two-hour show, and I was the announcer, and I had to present each person and what so forth. Well, this one young kid stood out to me, and he was he was very competent on many different instruments. He could play the heck out of everything, particularly the mandolin, and he had a wonderful voice, but it was extremely high. His voice hadn't changed yet. He was, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was uh, probably about 14 years old, 12 or 14, but he, his voice hadn't changed. So his voice was extremely high, but his vocals were great, and uh, his ability to play, and he, uh, he was just, uh, he, you could spot him and say, gee, this is a, an amazing young talent. So I decided I had some limited ability, but I, I knew some of the record companies, and so I, I decided, well, what the heck, I'll make a, a demo of this guy and see if we can't get him some real real gigs, you know. And so we did a, a demo, and I gave it to RCA. I think it was RCA. I could be wrong about that. It was one of the one of the big, might have been Dot, one of the big record companies. And they uh, said, well, he's, he's a good, good kid. He's a nice, very, very young. But uh, the problem is he's, he sounds like a girl. I, he, he, he can't. It doesn't work. So that was the end of it. Well, a few years passed, and uh, there's Frank Sinatra on television. I'm watching TV, and Frank's introducing this wonderful young talent. And he raves on and on about him. And he gets on the show, and my God, kid that I had put on radio or tried to try to help. That guy went on to become Mr. Las Vegas. <laughs> and he had a big song called Donka Shane. And Donka Shane was a giant hit, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, we're we're of course talking about Wayne Newton. And it's look, it's funny it's it's funny to hear you tell the story about, you know, the record executive who said, I can't do anything with this, Ron. I can't market this guy, he sounds like a girl. But you, you get reactions like that, you know. And uh and and part of the creative process, and I think you can speak to this, is you recognize talent you do your best to help nurture that talent if you discover it from other people, and you do your best to, you know, after you make the demo record, you do your best to try to circulate it, and hopefully you find the right person at the right time who is looking to fill out their catalog or maybe take a chance on a on a Wayne Newton or or or, or whoever that. Uh, unknown individual is you know it, it, to me as an artist uh, who had an appreciation for the extraordinary amount of ability this young man had I mean Wayne Newton really I mean he was he was playing that mandolin like you just would you can't believe how good it was and and his and his voice even though it was high I mean, it was always on pitch, and it was in his delivery and his phrasing and everything about it. And that's what made and that's what made him unique. Yeah, absolutely. You it's, know, it, you know, he carried that high voice 
always, uh, I, I don't think he, even after his voice did change, I think he retained that ability to go up there to the very high notes, you know. And I would imagine, you know, as a point of pride, Ron, it had to feel good for you when you sat at home and you saw Sinatra introduce this young man named Wayne Newton. It had to feel good, maybe get a little bit of satisfaction. Hey, I was right, and I'm very glad that he stayed with it and he's enjoying the success he's enjoying right now on this television show and then afterwards. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, there's a, the whole thing about life is, is, is you do your thing, you know, <laughs> and when you get something that, that says, you, well, you're, you're doing, you were on the right track, that's a, that's a big help. <laughs> attaboys are good. <laughs> attaboys are good. Attaboys are good. Attaboys are always welcome. And right, right now, Ron Bacon is doing his thing. Right now, doing his thing means talking to us. This conversation with Ron was recorded in the fall of 2021. Ron Bacon passed away Tuesday, December 21st at the age of 91. We'll take a quick time out. We'll talk some more with Ron, including the story of how he first became friends with music legend Little Richard. We come back on TV Confidential. One more item, if you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.